the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, November the 30th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 30, 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in Paris for ending the Revolutionary War. The Treaty of Paris was actually signed in November or uh, September, excuse me, 1783. Today in 1803, Spain uh, completed the process of ceding Louisiana to France, who had sold it to the United States, the Louisiana Purchase. Today in 1874, British statesman Sir Winston Churchill, he was born in Blenheim Palace. Today in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Brady Bill, which required a five-day waiting period for handgun purchases and background checks of prospective buyers. Today in 2004, Jeopardy fans saw Ken Jennings and his 74-game winning streak as he lost to a real estate agent, Nancy Zerg. Ken Jennings became the all-time winningest person, and then they had a, I think they had a contest with Jennings and several other of the high uh, winners on Jeopardy, and Ken won that. I'm sure you know now he's become the host of Jeopardy. Today in 2010, the Obama administration announced that all 197 airlines that flew in the United States had begun collecting names, genders. Oh my, how could they how could they collect genders? I mean, who knows what the gender? Anyway, I digress. Um, anyway, Obama administration had announced that all 197 airlines that flew in the United States had begun collecting names, genders, and birth dates of passengers so the government could check them against terror watch lists before they boarded the flights. I don't know about you, but that seems like a maybe a little bit too much help from the government. No, we don't want terrorists on airplanes, but if the if the Democrats don't want terrorists on airplanes, why do they have open borders? Why is Biden and the other people pushing the migrants with their policies, pushing the migrants and the ne'er-do-wells across our southern border? And they are. There's an article out there this morning. I'm not going to talk about it at length today, but we will be talking about it, that there is, a, it, there is an exponential number of pedophiles coming across the border now, according to the our agents that are working on the border. I mean, it's just a flood of, of the worst of the worst in many cases. And yet the media will find a family that's hurting, and there are a lot of them, and they're trying to create a better life and come to America and, and somehow then rationalize the fact that we're not enforcing our laws and that we are lawless, basically, at our southern border. But so many of them are are just released from prison and the jails in Central America and Venezuela and all over the world. So I don't think there's really a lot of care in the Democrat Party for people. I think they're focused on using whatever, including people, as a 
pawn to get what they want because in the world of progressivism, the end always justifies the means. About 10 minutes after the U.S. Senate passed the so-called Respect for Marriage Act late yesterday afternoon, yes, they did, the New York Times published this. Here's what they had to say. Quote, this was right out of the chute. The Senate passed landmark legislation on Tuesday to mandate federal recognition of same-sex marriages as a lame-duck Congress mustered a notable moment of bipartisanship before Democrats were to lose their unified control of Capitol Hill. So the most important thing that the Democrats wanted to do before they lost full control, which they've had the last couple of years, was to push this bill through and codify same-sex marriage in a nation founded under God on godly principles, a God who, who has already said repeatedly in his word, the Bible, that he does not approve of same-sex relations. What's the matter with us? America worked so well for so long. Oh, I know the left and their reincantations of history. They take all of that out of it. Sure, we're imperfect. All of us are. We are imperfect as people. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nations sin as well. And there will be a judgment of nations, uh, incidentally, in the, at the end of time. But why would we... Why would we all of a sudden, under the guise of, as Obama liked to say so often, create a more perfect union? They're not creating a more perfect union. I mean, that's just a a slogan to get them to the next marker on their trip to wherever Neverland, I guess it is. So why would they why would they keep trying to remake America, calling it a more perfect union, which their policies do not. Why would they do this when America worked so well from its founding? The rise of America, in fact, it was, it was FDR, and I'm going to be quoting him on another issue in a moment, but it was FDR that said you cannot observe the rise of America without understanding the spiritual underpinning of a nation. Everybody recognized that it was the Christian values that energized America, including the atheists who were the beneficiaries, along with everyone else, of the blessing and the prosperity that came to America, and the liberty and the freedom and so on. I mean, Patrick Henry spoke about that. He said even the people that don't believe are the beneficiaries of our Christian beliefs that we have infused into the institutions and into our policymaking. And he said even the atheists have the blessing of God from this nation that we have created under God based on Judeo-Christian values and principles. As I watched the live coverage of the vote on C-SPAN, I was reminded of an allegory in Plato's Republic. It's about a ship with a dysfunctional crew. That's what I saw on the TV screen. I watched this thing live, so I wanted to see what happened and who said what. And so, you know, I wanted to almost be there, and I I was. It was not encouraging, but I wanted to see it because I wanted to talk about it this morning on the radio. 
But uh, I was reminded of this allegory of Plato's Republic. It's about a ship with a dysfunctional crew, which represents the problems in in this uh, story. It represents the problems of governance in a political system not based on expert knowledge or absolute truth. Now, the crew is known more so by the title, A Ship of Fools, which indeed it is in this Plato's Republic. While the fools are congratulating themselves this morning on their bipartisan victory, half the nation is mourning for a nation that once truly respected and honored traditional marriage. Marriage is an institution that God himself instituted. He put that in place. He created a male and a female and brought them together and through their sin and through disobedience, they were changed because sin came upon the human race through Adam and Eve. But America is being weighed in the balances now, and yesterday we were found to be terribly wanting. A pill can't fix this morning after. We should be in mourning. We should be wearing black today. A majority of our elected leadership have been deceived or they are outwardly rebelling against God. And I'm talking about Republicans as well. It is a ship of fools. These people that voted, 47 people in the House, it has to, this bill has to go back to the House, but the House already has the votes. It'll be just a matter of procedure, and they'll p- p- take it through unless God you know, strikes in an unusual way, and he's certainly capable of that. But I'm saying from a human perspective, it's, it's a done deal because the House is already set to go where they needed, where they had to have the Republican Uh, the bipartisan, as they like to call it, uh, effort was in the Senate. And they got that yesterday, 12 Republicans. Those Republicans, by the way, I learned just a couple of days ago. I didn't know that before, but I'm not surprised. But I found that those 12 Republicans that that voted with the Democrats and voted to redefine God's institution of marriage, uh, that they had been told uh, by a number of Republicans Christian leaders had sat down with them and co- and had direct contact with them and spoke to them about this whole issue and had shown them that this this is not what it appears to be, this thing that is now be- going to become law, and it's something very different and very deceptive, and it is not protecting religious liberty as they are purporting that it will, and it does. It doesn't. But it is a ship of fools that is driving this nation today. And we are wheeling about on the ocean of life and the waves are lapping and crashing against the boat. And these people are celebrating beyond themselves, laughing and popping corks because now homosexuals can get quote unquote married. That is the goal of Chuck Schumer and these people. It's unbelievable. Mike Lee is in mourning today. He's a Republican from Utah, his counterpart, his colleague, Mitt Romney, he's on the ship with these other fools. Mike Lee is lamenting. He tried to get an amendment through on this thing at the last moment so he could have some take the edge off this as it relates to religious freedom. They would have none of it. They wouldn't even consider, they wouldn't even consider passing his amendment. 
or Marco Rubio's or James Lankford's from Oklahoma. Didn't want any part of it. They don't care. They didn't care at all about religious freedom. They stood up and talked about it a lot. The words were plentiful. They were by the thousands. But there was no real action to their words. Mike Lee said he's very discouraged about this development in our country's storied history of protecting free exercise of religion. He's mourning this morning because they didn't even recognize the most fundamental right in America, under God, freedom of religion. The press will lie until they feel they have convinced a majority of the people in the nation to believe as they believe or say they believe, but it isn't true. It's not going to protect that. Despite the support of every voting Republican but one and even a Democrat, the Respect for Marriage Act just passed without any amendment, which would have prevented the government from retaliating against religious individuals and institutions for their sincerely held religious beliefs regarding marriage. Mike Lee tweeted that late last night. This is a discouraging development in our country's storied history of protecting the free exercise of religion. While I'm disappointed that my amendment was not included, I remain committed to preserving the religious liberties enshrined in our Constitution. What do you do when you come to a point like this? You and me as little people out here across the country, what do we do? Biblically, we do everything we can do. And then we continue, if it doesn't happen, we continue to stand for what is true. And we stand in the good times and the bad times. These are bad times. This is a very bad thing that they've done. They've offended God in the first place. They have trashed marriage as far as honoring marriage, as the Bible says to do. They've made it something it was never intended to become. It's simply a tool for sin, for Satan. And they have somehow glorified it, tried to raise it to the level of honorable marriage that God himself instituted. They can never do that. You can carve all these idols out of wood, stone, or or gold, but they never become a real God. They just become an idol, a symbol of something that isn't God. And humanity's been trying to do that forever, and I see this as that. And I'm sorry if that offends some, but it's just the way it is, in my view. This is going to put a, put a real strain on anyone who is speaking out about the issues. I will tell you that. And I have been giving that some thought and prayer. And I know where I am on the issue. I don't know where others will be. But whatever God gives me to do and whomever I have the opportunity to speak to on the radio or elsewhere, I'm going to continue to do what I believe God has called me to do. And we'll see what happens. I don't want to stir up the enemy, but I'm just going to do what I feel God wants me to do. I can live in peace with that, and whatever happens, happens. But I can tell you, these people are not going to be satisfied with this bill. There's going to be more coming down the pike, and to think that this is a protection against uh, Christians being violated and even sued or whatever because of their biblical beliefs on marriage 
that person is fooling themselves. The New York Times explained late yesterday afternoon that the Senate passed landmark legislation on Tuesday, as I read, to mandate federal recognition for same-sex marriages as a lame-duck Congress mustered a notable moment. It's notable, all right. It's infamous. A bipartisanship before Democrats were to lose their unified control on Capitol Hill. The New York Times continues the 61 to 36 vote put the bill on track to become law in the final weeks before Republicans assume the majority in the House of Representatives at the start of the new Congress in January. It marked one of the final major legislative achievements for Democrats before Republicans shift the focus in the House to conducting investigations of President Biden's administration and family members. I hope that's true, but I hope that isn't all the Republicans do. I hope they get about the business of the country, and yes, that includes President Biden's administration and his family members, for sure. But the bill, they said, the bill must now win final approval by the House, which would clear it for Mr. Biden's signature. Representative Steny Hoyer, Democrat of Maryland, the majority leader, said the chamber would move quickly to pass it, acting as soon as next week. But it's embrace in the Senate, where proponents had a breakthrough this month in drawing a dozen Republican supporters, the New York Times crows, and overcoming a filibuster gave it the momentum required to become law. Senator Chuck Schumer audibly choked back with tears on the floor after this vote, after the 61st vote was registered on the big screen there. I was watching him. He was crying. He was tearful about it. He said he described how his daughter, who is married to a woman and expecting a baby with her wife, had lived in fear that their union could be reversed. He later tweeted this. Just moments later, he tweeted this. He said, I just called my daughter and her wife, who are expecting a baby next spring, to let them know that this Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act. What a great day. Yeah, of course. Pete Buttigieg, who's the most important thing to him is that he's homosexual and he's married to this guy who was raised in a evangelical home. And I've, I've talked in some depth about that in the past. Pete Buttigieg is the uh, transportation secretary. He's the highest, highest uh, office of a open homosexual in the history of this nation, by the way. He said, it's a strange feeling, Pete Buttigieg. He said, it's a strange feeling to see something as basic as, and as personal as the durability of your marriage come up for debate on the Senate floor. There was a lot of celebrating last night. There is warning this morning. Every major civilization and every major religion in the past 5,000 years has recognized marriage as a union between a man and a woman. I mean, as far back as you can go. Have there been abuses? Of course. There are abuses recorded in the Bible of marriage and other institutions that God has instituted. But that is the plan. And every major religion and every successful civilization has understood that marriage is between a man and a woman so they can, like, come together and have babies. I mean, what is so hard about that? But, oh, no, that's not good enough. That's not where we are today. That's not a perfect enough union. We've got to change all this. 
The bill will repeal the Defense of Marriage Act. It prohibits states from denying the validity of an out-of-state marriage based on sex, race, or ethnicity, but in a condition that Republican backers insisted upon, it would guarantee that religious organizations would not be required to provide any goods or services for the celebration of any marriage and could not lose tax-exempt status or other benefits for refusing to recognize same-sex unions. Most biblical leaders are saying, and have been saying, don't be fooled by that claim because it's a lie. And it is. There are already so-called protections in place to guarantee religious organizations and Bible-believing individuals those protections. I mean, let's start with the First Amendment. And how many people have been sued, Baron L. Stutzman and right down the list, how many people in America have been sued in the last few years because simply because they wouldn't create a flower display or bake a cake or take pictures or whatever of a same-sex wedding, so-called, because they don't believe in it? How many people, their lives have been ruined, their businesses have been ruined, shut down in many cases because they wouldn't conform to what the left sees as the new kind of marriage. And then these people tell us, don't worry about it, everything's going to be just fine. All the protections that they are leaning toward and noting in this bill are already in place, and it hasn't slowed these people down. They're filing lawsuits wholesale. How many Christians have been sued for not participating in a homosexual so-called marriage because of their deeply held religious beliefs. I don't know the number. I'm sure somebody is counting. Don't be deceived. Following the vote in the Senate chamber late yesterday, this Kristen Cinema, a Democrat from Arizona, and, and Cynthia Loomis, profound disappointment from Republican from Wyoming who replaced Cheney, Liz Cheney, they gave a back-and-forth discussion on the floor after the vote yesterday. I watched it. It was, I, I almost missed it. I almost turned it off, but I, I saw what they were doing, and so I, I stayed on the screen and I watched. And once again, they were assuring the dissenters to the bill that all necessary protections are in place to protect churches, Christians, etc. Everything is going to be just fine. But it isn't going to be just fine because it hasn't been fine. And they have no new Protections, And that's what Mike Lee, Rubio, Lankford were trying to do. They were trying to get at least, they saw that ship going down, and they were trying to get at least an amendment that would strengthen the very reason that the pilgrims came to America, religious freedom. I'll tell you. Surely a historic bipartisan vote to redefine marriage was not creating any problems for those who still believe in God's model for marriage, a male and a female, they whispered to the Senate and to the country yesterday. Their promises were little more than the whispers in Eve's ear in the garden. Surely God would not cause you to die. God is a good God. God is love. Love wins. Wake up, America. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, most of us know who he is. He doesn't believe them either. He worked tirelessly to get an amendment passed, as Mike Lee did, 
and would actually give some protection to biblical Christians who live out their faith, including their biblical definition of marriage. He says their bill contains intentionally vague phrasing, and he's absolutely right. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not smart like these guys, but I read the bill. It, it, it is very vague. I mean, purposely so. He says, he says it makes it, quote, ripe for abuse. Indeed, it does. Senators Mike Lee, as I just mentioned, James Lankford, Republican from Oklahoma, they also tried to amend the bill, but to no avail. They wouldn't have it. Nobody would have it. Nobody would support them. The anti-marriage majority would have none of it. And so they all voted against any bill that would strengthen religious freedom and liberty in America. Yesterday, Dennis Prager wrote an article titled, The Questions Fools Never Ask. It wasn't about this subject. It's about a different issue. It's about the lockdowns during the pandemic. But let me just share a bit of what he said and listen to it in the context of what we're talking about today. This wasn't what he was writing about. It was a different issue. But the principle, catch the principle and look at it through the lens of what we're talking about today. His point, as I said, was not related to the issue of marriage. But here's what he had to say. He said, what would you think of a person who never asked the price of anything he or she bought? You would assume the person was inordinately wealthy. But if the person wasn't, you would dismiss him as a fool. And you would certainly never ask the person for advice about how to spend your money. Yet for two years, that question, what is the price, was avoided by virtually every political leader in the world, as well as the vast majority of epidemiologists, physicians, journalists, editors, college presidents, deans, professors, K-12 through teachers, etc. He said they never ask what is the price with regard to locking down businesses, schools, and in many cases, entire countries. I would add to that um, churches as well that would comply. He said that is why so many political leaders, teachers, college president, doctors, epidemiologists, and other scientists turned out to be fools. Put that in the end of quote. Put that in the context of what we're talking about here today. Fools never ask what something will cost because secular progressivism has no understanding of consequences. To the evolving realities and the truths of their progressive ideology, there are no consequences. There are none. You just do what you have to do because the end justifies whatever it is you're doing. After days of contentious arguments, our founding fathers finally came to a consensus after prayer, serious prayer, for God's guidance regarding our Constitution. Ben Franklin was the oldest among them. He said he addressed George Washington later in that meeting, in that convention. He said, I've been sitting here during these proceedings, he said, wondering if the carving on your chair of the sun on the horizon was a rising sun or a setting sun. Ben Franklin continued, he said, I have concluded, sir, that the sun is rising on our new country. Many of us have been looking at that carved image of the sun recently, myself included, also wondering if it is a rising or a setting sun. Genesis 19 gives us an account of the consequences, and I don't have time to go into that today, but make that a to-do thing on your list today. Read Genesis 19. Those are the consequences. On February 23, 1936, FDR said he told the nation, no greater thing could come to our land today than a revival of the spirit of religion, a revival that would sweep through the homes of the nation and stir the hearts of men and women of all faiths to a re- of 
reassertion of their belief in God and their dedication to his will for themselves and for the world. Indeed. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.